Good Monday morning, and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Monday, June 29th, 2020, and today we are reading in the big book, and we are on page XI in the preface with the first uh, reading two paragraphs, starting with, this is the fourth edition ending in Society's Great Medical Benefactor, and we'll be commenting and unpacking both of those paragraphs, please. Today's readers are, and thank you so much for your service, Team Monday, Nancy P., Leslie W., Lisa B., Mary Beth S., Marge E., our newcomer greeter, Dory P., and the host for our second hour, Due L. The reference number for yesterday's special edition, Sunday, June 29th, is 14,884. That's 14884. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience and strength, shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Mary Beth S. to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Mary Beth. Good morning, Amy. Thank you so much for your service and everybody. Good morning, Mary Beth S., South Bend, Indiana. Twelve steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. 
Thanks for letting me serve. Thank you so much, Mary Beth. I will now ask for Marge E. to read the 12 Traditions. Go ahead, Marge. Thank you, Amy. Uh, The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such, ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, every minding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me serve. Thank you, Amy, and I pass. Thank you so much, March. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one on your phone to mute. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And please try to avoid speaking on speakerphone. Today, we resume our study in the big book. We are on page XI. Start as they're going through two paragraphs. And I'm going to get Nancy P. to get us started. Go ahead, Nancy. Hi, Amy. Thanks for letting me share. This is Nancy P. from West Newton, Massachusetts, Recovered. This is the fourth edition of the book Alcoholics Anonymous. The first edition appeared in April 1939, and in the following 16 years, more than 300,000 copies went into circulation. The second edition, published in 1955, reached a total 
of more than 1,150,500 copies. The third edition, which came off press in 1976, achieved a circulation of approximately 19,550,000 in all formats. Because this book has become the basic text of our society and has helped such a large number of alcoholic men and women to recovery, there exists a strong sentiment against any radical changes being made in it. Therefore, the first portion of this volume describing the AA recovery program has been left largely untouched in the course of revisions made for the second, third, and fourth editions. The section called the doctor's opinion has been kept intact just as it was, just as it was originally written in 1939 by the late Dr. William D. Silkworth, our society's great medical benefactor. Um, I'm actually going to switch to my third edition where all my notes are and which for which I have a particular affection because I got this book um, in 1979, just June 23rd. I wrote it in the, in the um, cover page. So um, this is the basic text. That means that it's, you know, we read to learn, right? In, in more advanced texts, we learn, uh, rather, we learn to read, rather. In the, in the more advanced texts, we... Um, read to we read to learn and so here i in this you know the first 164 pages um certainly the first seven chapters i read that as though i had never read a book before and that's when i needed that's when i began to learn and i've noticed a few times here and there because i do use the third edition that there are very very few changes very tiny discrepancies, literally not more than a couple of words have changed. And for me, you know, I'm walking where giants walked, the same path. And, you know, I never, ever thought that I was going to get better, ever. Even though, you know, I wasn't, um, you know, I, I wasn't homeless, a gutter drunk or anything like that. Um, I just never thought that I was going to get better. But when I read this book and I see that you know, I'm walking on the shoulders of of giants. Um, you know, I I could hardly believe it. Um, and my experience reading the doctor's opinion so many times myself, you know, helping sponsees, and then finally, finally, when I came into a vision for you, and I I was taught by a woman in whom the problem had been solved how exactly to read it was like going back to the elementary level all over again i was i was learning to read um because i was arrogant and i thought i already knew how to read so for me um the fact that it's the same words that everybody in the beginning you know bill wrote them and dr bob was right alongside him and and I'm walking in their footsteps. It's um, a really powerful thing. And with that, I'll pass. Amy G, star one. Oh, sorry, I didn't know I was muted. Thank you so much, Melanie. Okay, thank you, Nancy. Thank you for starting us off. So we're now going to take names and phone numbers of those who would like to share on, was, on what was read. And if you shared on Thursday or Friday, we ask, we ask that although we love to hear you share, we would like to give way to those who have not shared recently in the last three days. So who would like to share on what was read? Linda D. Linda D. 
Larry K. Katie G. Larry K. Katie G. Basa O. Basa O. I'm sorry, what page are we on, um, paragraph? We're on XI, two paragraphs. Pardon first me? two paragraphs. We're on page XI, the first two paragraphs. Thank you. You're welcome. Mary Nell J. Mary L. J., was it? Yes. Okay, I can take a couple more. All right. We've got a great lineup. Linda D., Larry K., Katie G., Vasa O., and Mary L. G. All right, Linda, you're up. Please go ahead. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D. in Connecticut. So very, very grateful to be here and, and the gift of this program. Um, many years ago, I was standing in a cemetery in Vermont holding hands with strangers around the uh, grave of Bill Wilson. Not that he is the higher power, but he's an instrument of that higher power. And um, people were in the, we were doing the serenity prayer. And um, there was, I couldn't stop crying. Um, People were in the custom in that area of bringing their medallions and leaving them there for the next person to take, you know, the appropriate medallion for their next anniversary. It was so moving, talking about standing on the shoulders of giants, the main one being the higher power, of course, but Bill Wilson and Bob and all of the founders, the women, the men, and there I was, broken, almost homeless, completely shattered and recovering. I can't tell you the gratitude I feel for my experience in this program. I am recovered. It is awesome beyond belief. And I'm so grateful to be reminded of that today. And I pass. Thank you so much, Linda. Larry Kay, it's your turn. Good morning, Amy. Thanks for your service. Larry Kay recovered this morning. Um, so we, we see the, um, what I see here is the importance of the basic text here. And what, what strikes me is, is really the, the fundamental aspect of this thing, which hasn't changed from the very beginning. I mean, early on, they called it a, a practical program of action. We still call it that today. And it was a method of achieving a spiritual conversion, not a religious conversion, conversion rather, but there's a conversion ingredient that's inherent in recovery, right? The very same one that Dr. Jung had told Roland Hazard about. He said it would be necessary for recovery. And there's, there's really for me a paradox that's, that's glaring for me this morning. Uh, you know, we study this text each morning and it's, and it's an essential thing too, right? It's, it's very important. And yet too much studying, of course, here's the paradox, without taking action makes it hard to fully absorb this divine knowledge. It was for me. And it will leave us with a head full of facts and a mess when it comes to execution. 
In other words, at some point, I, I need to get into deployment, right? We need, to, we need experience to balance out the descriptions of what we read in this text. It's vital, important text, absolutely. Otherwise, I'm left with, with an illusion of knowledge, knowledge without substance. I haven't taken the action. And I, I become almost like an armchair philosopher, you know, who thinks that just because he reads an article about something and then he, he becomes an expert in that thing. And there's an old adage I'm reminded of which says, the more incompetent we are, the less we are aware of our incompetence. And so true in this program. So we, we quickly go from wary beginners who are perfectly aware of our limitations to unconscious incompetent. People who no longer realize how much they don't know and, and, and fancy themselves as, as so proficient at this thing. And this, this text reminds me this morning of how transformative this process is. You know, Roland carried the message to Ebby, Ebby to Bill, Bill to Dr. Bob, and here we are on this line in, in June of 2020, in the closing of June. And what I need to examine is, wrapping up Amy, is you know, were, was this ser simply a series of random events or was, was this a series of divine miracles? You know, seeing the miracles on this line inspires me, but knowing that I am a miracle by the grace of God, now that will change you. That will change you. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Larry. Okay, Katie G., it's your turn. Good morning, Amy. This is Katie G., Recovered Compulsive Overeater, Anorexic and Bulimic. Thanks for your service, Amy. Yeah, I mean, so the first paragraph is talking about this explosion of all of these additions. And uh, so clearly something's working right because they're not going to keep republishing it, right, if it's not working. And, um, <clears throat> you know, when I first came in and I read this book, I was like, no way, I have nothing in common. And although it gave all these boring numbers <laughs> about all these ways that the book was being expanded and whatever, I was like, hey, you know what? I'm Katie G. I'm the I know guy, right? Like, I'm desperate, dying, and doomed, but, right? Like, I got to go in here, and I got to make the changes. And who is Bill, anyway? And, um, you know, the only thing that finally got me out of that ego was pain. Right, like a lot of people tell me that they are, um, they're praying for the willingness to be willing. Stop praying for the willingness to be willing. Like I pray that you, I pray that you get into so much pain that you can actually grasp that this is not just a textbook to read and study with us every morning. Like, thank you for joining us. I love it. I, this is my home group. Y'all know I'm here, right? But the thing is, it's not just a textbook to be studied. It is to be experienced, right? This is a sacred text that we take the directions that have not been changed, that don't need my input, right? That I need to surrender, surrender, surrender. There are 43 pages devoted to step one, which tells me that step one is the step that I must continue to come back to each and every day. It drives me. It drives me, propels me into all the other steps. And whatever step I am on, it is contingent on and relevant to how serious I take my step one experience, right? So, so is this step 10 related to whether or not I'm going to eat? Absolutely, right? Because this is a life and death illness. And so today, thank you, God, today my ego is 
a little bit more reduced. I'd like it to be a lot less, but he's getting out of the way a day at a time because of God's grace and mercy, right? And I follow the directions each and every day on how to live my life, how to stay clean, how to help others. Um, and that's my primary purpose today. And I'm so grateful that that they didn't change the book, right? This is this is to transmit an experience. And I'm so grateful that they wrote it down. Um, there are so many beautiful ways to interpret this text. That's why we spend three hours extrapolating on, <laughs> on just a few paragraphs. But the sacred content of this book, we get to take and have an experience with each and every day. And that experience is to get to God. Lack of power is my dilemma. How do I get to God? is these 12 steps, and I'm so grateful for them. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Katie. Okay, Pastor O, it's your turn. Good morning, Amy and everyone. Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive reader calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And for the first time in my life, I found hope where I had lost hope that I could ever put the food down and keep it down. Never, never in my lifetime I ever thought, and I believed, I thought I was just going to die. This food addiction was just going to kill me. So I still have the same big book that was given to me in 1986, the, up to the third edition. And I have so many marks, and it's kind of falling apart, but I feel like it's my baby. It's my blanket. This is where I need to go and be. And I'll never, never be so more grateful to have found the solution. I mean, this book, it's such a gift. It was just given to me. I didn't have to write it. I didn't have to do any of this stuff. It was just followed the directions, the way the steps are laid out. So, so, so grateful. It's amazing how many people recovered. And, I mean, now there's so many people in the in this program that are recovering or just coming in, and how many other programs have uh, taken the 12 steps for their other addictions that's working for them. It's just amazing. It's just, it's so mind-boggling, but it works. And this is the only thing that has worked for me. It's just so, follow the directions. It's not easy. It's, it's very painful to go through some of the steps, especially for the four and five, but I didn't have to run back to the food for the comfort. Just continue and to have a power that I never imagined I would ever have today and to hear this is not a religious program. It's a spiritual program. I found that so comforting because there's just so many religions. In my religion, you got to stay in your religion because it's a sin to go to another religion. You're going to be punished. You know, it's only our religion that's right, the religion. I needed to put all that stuff, you know, put it aside and just just see what this book has to tell us, tells us. And I'm just so grateful that for the recovery and for the, 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 the giants that have gone before me and they are still going, you know, men and women are recovering or they're coming in recovery. We can help them. I can, we can give it away so freely that was given to me. It is so amazing. My sponsor say, she would say, just put the food down, 
clean up house and give it away. And that's my mission for today. Thank you for letting me share. And I pass. Thank you so much, Vasa. Okay, Mary LG, you are up. And then we will take names for another round of shares. Please go ahead, Mary. Hi, this is Mary. I'll just go with Mary J in Southern California. I am so pleased just to be able to get on a meeting in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic and and know that there are more than 400 people doing the same thing, getting up, being present, and sharing their, their experience, strength, and hope. I've been in program now since 1990, but my exposure was through other versions of OA, and it's been, I have not been um, exposed to the big book until I found a vision for you back in October. I went, last summer I went to a Harlan one-day seminar in Orange County in Southern California, and it was the first time I realized how much depth that there is in program when I start to turn to the big book. And now, now that I've found these meetings and to listen and to hear so many people share their experiences, it's it's opened up a whole new world of OA. And as Harlan and other people have said this morning, I now know that I stand on the shoulders of some amazing, amazing people who have shared their spiritual experiences and their strengths and have given me hope. And even after over 30 years in program, I am so excited about beginning the big book with you, each of you, and to go and learn and to dig deeper and deeper and deeper into the spiritual experience of program and to enrich my abstinence and to share that with my sponsorees. So it was just a slow morning and a chance for me to say thank you to each of you who are here and I continue to listen and to learn about the big book. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Mary J. Okay, so we are going to open it up for some more shares. We are on page XI, the first two paragraphs, unpacking those. And if you haven't shared on Thursday or Friday, we would love to hear from you today. Who would like to share? This is Gina M. from Michigan. Gina M., was it? Jaina. Gina. J-A-N-A, Jaina. Jaina, got it. Thank you. Mary Jean C. Mary Jean. What was that initial, please? C. Okay, got it. Yvette L. Yvette. Yvette L. Who else? Anybody else? Okay. Jaina M., Mary Jane C., and Yvette L. Okay. Jaina, please go ahead. 
Hi, this is Jana M. from Michigan, um, recovering compulsive eater restrictor. And I love everything I've heard so far. It, it just, it's almost like a booster shot in the morning I get when I listen to these shares. Um, but I am going to approach this at, at a slightly different perspective. Um, my dad told me when I was little, Jaina, you are in love with love. And it's true. I just love love. And I love the big book. And I'm going to see if I can um, express that in a way that makes sense. Um, there's a favorite poem of mine, and the poet is it's a poem of love written about another book about the words and how they illuminated his life and how they transformed his life and how uh, he, he in, was inspired and, and found revelation in the words of that book. And I can take that poem and I can apply it to the big book because that's how much it means to me. And my big book, my original big book, um, I, I'm so sad to say it got wet. And it became very, very moldy. And I have um, many chronic illnesses, but one is just a is just a extreme sensitivity to mold. And I had to get rid of my big book. It was like a death to me. I had my history in there, all the notes I'd taken, and the highlighting, and what was special to me, and pages written in the front that I wanted to, you know, go back to over and over again. Um, and I had to get rid of that. But I got a new big book, and this is a large print. It's a large book. And I'm in my 60s now, and I absolutely love the large print. It just seems to allow me easier access to the goodies that are contained within the book. And I just want to say, I love the book. I love all of you and have a happy Monday. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jana. Thank you so much. Mary Jane C., it's your turn. Hi there, this is Mary Jane C. I'm a compulsive overeater from New Jersey. And um, part of that second paragraph, um, I am so happy there exists strong sentiment against any radical changes being made to this book. Um, I, I, I appreciate the fact that it's been left untouched except for stories, you know, and I'm glad that they've updated some of the stories so some of the newer members can come to identify maybe a little bit better with how the program can work for them. But I, just to look at the style of the book, forget the content. I love the style of this book. I love the language, the expressions that it uses, the examples like, you know, hey, Ma and the tornado coming up out of the ground. And, you know, uh, they might send a rocket to the moon or whatever. It might happen someday soon. And that might seem archaic to newcomers, and they might think it's silly. But, you know, nowadays we don't always use language with any kind of depth. We use text and emails so everything is shortened to the point. But this book to me is like Shakespeare, which I happen to love. 
You know, it might seem difficult to understand, so it might take some time and repetition of reading to to understand. I know it took me years, and I loved it to understand some of the concepts in this book. And as others have said, take it not only from my intellect, but into my heart and into my action. So for anyone who might find sometimes this book old-fashioned, just think, these people were coming out of the Depression. Things were so difficult. This is how language was. And I just find it beautiful. And hopefully everyone will come to enjoy it, not only the depth of its content, but its style as well. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Mary Jean. Okay, Yvette L., please go ahead. Good morning. My name is Yvette L., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New Britain, Connecticut. Um, and I am so, so, so grateful, um, you know, to be in a, you know, recovered state, you know, starting from the beginning of this book. Um, this is a life-changing text, um, but it only changes my life when I actually do the work as it's um, described. Um, I'm so grateful for um, this healthy meeting that um, has helped me so much. Um, I'm grateful that uh, um, I was willing to set aside what I thought I knew about recovery um, because after, you know, 26 years, um, what I thought I knew was not working. Um, And so I'm grateful that I surrendered and, um, you know, I got a guide um, who suggested I buy a brand new big book and, you know, I wanted to bulk because I've had my big book, you know, and it's like, you know, that what you knew wasn't working. So I followed her suggestion and I'm so glad that I did because it gave me an opportunity to have a brand new, fresh look at this material um, without all of my old ideas that weren't working. Um, you know, I could reread these words again um, from with a fresh set of eyes because there were no notes on my pages. Um, and I'm so grateful that I um, followed the instructions, you know, shut my mouth and listen to what my, you know, guide suggested that I do um, because I've had a, an entirely different experience um, in working these steps. Um, the steps work, um, you know, it changes the person that I was. I heard a speaker last night that said, you know, the same person will eat again. Um, so I had to change. Um, that is not the same person that she was a year ago, and I'm so grateful for that um, because I've had a brand new experience. Um, I love this program. This program works 100% of the time if I work it 100% of the time, and I heard that not too long ago on this line. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Yvette. Okay, so we have time to take uh, some more names who would like to share on page XI, the first two paragraphs. Lisa B. Lisa. Who else would like to share? Don't be shy. Amy B. Amy B. Yes, thank you. I I got that one right. (laughs) Who else would like to share? Maureen B. Maureen? Yes. All right. Maureen B. Anybody else? Sue B. Sue? Is it Sue B? Yes. Sue B. It's a boy. 
Got it. I can take a couple more. Lydia E. Lydia E. Got it. Anybody else? Judith R. Judith R. All right. Let's go with this great group. We have Lisa B, Amy B, Maureen B, Sue B, Lydia E, Judith R. Okay. Lisa B, you're up. Good morning, Amy. Thank you for your service and for everyone that's here. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and I'm really happy to have heard all the shares this morning. Um, I remember when I started working with my sponsor, my big book guide, and we went through the preface and the forwards, and I thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're going to go through that. I thought it was just going to be so dry and boring, but little did I know, and that's what I think about this book. You know, for years I used it as a doorstop. I literally did have it as a doorstop. I also used it as a paperweight. It just collected dust. It's an amazing diamond that I've had that I, I had no idea I had this priceless gift, and I really think it's because the soil inside of me, you know, I just, I wasn't ready to hear it, and I had been attending many 12-step meetings, many really good meetings, good quality meetings with speakers, I all, you know, just, I did all that, and even some big book meetings that were great big book meetings, but it just went right over my head, and I think it's because I, I did not get that I was hopeless and dying, you know, with compulsive overeating. I think I minimized the eating, and I know that um, this disease of compulsive overeating in me counts on me minimizing it. It's so subtle, it wants me to say, oh, that's not so bad. It's not as bad as a heroin addict or an alcoholic. Um, I had a brother that was a drug addict, so I constantly compared myself to him. And I also compared myself to so many other compulsive overeaters and I thought, well, I don't look as bad as them or I haven't been as bad as them. But what changed for me is when I was led to this meeting, this OA meeting called The Vision for You, and I started hearing the difference of a recovered compulsive overeater versus someone that, well, I don't know what the other people were, but all I know is I heard something different. And that's what made the difference. But I also saw that I really am desperate, doomed, and dying, and that I could live to be 100 years old and never get recovered, that it would just stay the same. And that's what was so frightening to me. So the other thing I love about studying this book is it takes the burden of sponsorship off of my shoulders. I do sponsor intensely, but I use the book as the guide, not me and not my opinion and my teaching ability to get people to do things. We study the book and I share my experience based on the book. The other thing I love about it is there's always something new. I swear, like a little elf comes in sometimes and puts a new paragraph in there that I've never seen before. So it never gets old and boring. And I also love the history of the fellowship because it's a miraculous history. And it reminds me that that same miracle that put this, this program together that's the greatest gift to mankind can happen for me in my life. Like my life is a microcosm, you know, of this book. And I'm so grateful to be standing on the shoulders of giants. And I heard that line in this meeting. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lisa. Amy B., your turn. Hi, may I be heard? I can hear you well. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amy, for your service. This is 
also Amy, Amy B., a compulsive overeater in Mid-Hudson Valley, New York. Thank you so much for allowing me to speak this morning. Um, this is my first time dialing in to A Vision for You during the regular weekday. I, I've listened to special editions. Um, but I sort of always had an excuse for why this wasn't a good time for me in the morning and et cetera, et cetera. And um, I just yesterday was like, you know what? I'm going to set my alarm just, just to, just to, I'll see how it goes just for today, just one day. And to dial in and find this call on the first page, I feel so much love from my higher power. Um, just a message that, I'm in the right place. I, I showed up at the right time. I mean, every day is the right time, and this is, this is a, a beautiful thing. So I was very struck by that, and I'm incredibly grateful. And then I look at these first two paragraphs, and the thing that jumped out at me about the first paragraph in the increasing numbers is I immediately thought of how that mirrors the progression of the disease, at least in my life, how it doesn't just grow. It grows exponentially, and how beautiful that the – audience for this book for this program of recovery grows exponentially in a, in a mirrored sense like that just struck me as just appropriate as as beautiful as perfect um as as divine um and then the second paragraph i i have had some some barriers to to the language, the time, and I use this as an excuse to work my program not out of the big book, but out of other OA literature. And it's not the same recovery as what I am finding. And um, studying it like a textbook, uh, and I guess I had heard that before, but I heard it new, newly recently, and it changed everything and all of a sudden I am a voracious student and I'm not bothered by the things that felt like barriers to me in the language or the the just some of the the perspectives it, it, it now is it's now an instruction manual and I just want to say for in my experience the difference between having a sponsor giving me assignments to read out of the book versus showing up to a call like this or another big book study call and being taken through it by a recovered person is a vastly different experience. And I'm just so grateful for this call and thank you for welcoming me and allowing me to share. With that, I pass. Thank you so much, Amy. Glad to have you on board live, as they say. Welcome. Okay, Maureen B., you're up. Maureen. Hello. Good morning. Hey, thank you, Amy. And my name is Maureen with an L. Maureen. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Thank you. Um, I am pretty new to the program. I started listening uh, to the vision meetings in January. And when I started um, to write write down meeting information in February, um, we were in how it works. And um, maybe it was worth working with others. It was working with others, and I was another. And so being a little newbie, a lot of it didn't relate to me on the surface. But listening to the shares, 
um, it did relate to me. And I was just hearing people on this line, even though it wasn't talking to me because I wasn't sponsoring anyone, the message was being um, brought into my spirit and I started to learn. I learned more about myself and about this disease and this book. Starting the book halfway through was still meaningful to me. And every paragraph in this book is so well written. There's deep, substantial meaning in all of the words. And I just wanted to say that um, even reading the preface, you know, we don't usually give much um, weight to reading the preface, but every word in this book is so deliberate and so important. Um, and it has been amazing to me. I never in my life thought that I would um, be changed this way. I was so attracted to this to this group because I could hear the conviction in people's voices when they stated that they were recovered, and I had never heard that before. And um, this book works, and it's amazing, and I'm so appreciative to this group and to the shares. Um, it's one of the things that brings me to life is hearing the different perspectives of people and how this book has affected them. And it's affecting me now, and I'm, I'm so grateful, and I want to thank everyone for this meeting. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Maureen. Okay, Sue B., you're up. Sue, star one. Are you there, Sue B.? Hi, this is Sue B. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. Please go ahead. Okay. Thank you. Uh, this is Sue B. I am a compulsive reader from Pennsylvania, um, and I'm so grateful to um, be able to share. I started coming to this meeting um, about a month ago, and uh, I don't know if we're allowed to mention other programs, but uh, just bear with me because I think it's applicable I have been sober in the AA program for over 40 years, and I have never heard the gratitude for the program like I've heard in this meeting, the gratitude for the big book or the the program, and it just uh, just astounds me. Um, And with that, I'll say that... um, I have really been struggling. I've been in and out of the OA program for about 15 years and recently have really been struggling. I have maintained abstinence for about four months, but um, I really need to get together. I need a sponsor. And I was told that if I wait and hang on after the meeting, numbers are given for sponsors. Um, So that's what I'm going to do. I just know that this program saved my life. Um, I like what was said about uh, minimizing this this, um, illness. I know that I do that. I had other addictions that nearly killed me, so I think um, 
I deny the fact that my food problem, quote unquote, will kill me, but it led me to um, serious uh, addictions. I took amphetamine so I wouldn't eat. I starved myself so I wouldn't eat. Uh, I got arrested uh, as a result of trying not to eat anyway. Um, it's, it, it is a killer disease, and uh, I have a lot of denial. And with that, I want to thank all of you for being here, and I'll pass. Thank you so much, Subi. Okay, Lydia F., it's your turn. Lydia, press star one, please. I'm sorry, was that Lydia E? Oh, Lydia E. I can't read my own writing. Yes, Lydia. Lydia E., it is your turn. Please go ahead. Okay, ma'am. Um, I'm Lydia E. I'm a grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater. And just starting out, um, I wanted to say that there were a few things here that struck me. The first one, action must come with study. And you must take the actions of the step and follow the direction. As I was listening to everybody, I am hearing recovered people speak and share on a book that is almost 100 years old. And it still has intense relevance when following the direction. And I enjoyed hearing that it is not a religious program, that it is a spiritual program. Lord knows that I've done enough in religion to know that it doesn't work for me. But I have hope. The line, this book, has become the basic text for our society and has helped such large numbers of alcoholic men and women recover also gives me hope. Because before discovering this meeting, I had lost faith that the OA program worked anywhere. We had never studied the book as intensely or gone paragraph by paragraph from the very beginning. I don't think I ever read the preface before. And I certainly know that I have never spoken with people such as you all before. I have had a sponsor, and thank God that that sponsor told me that um, she wasn't sure that she could help me, and she pointed me in the direction of someone else who could. And since picking up that sponsor and doing what she says, I have managed, well, no, I'm not going to say that I have managed. I'm going to say it worked because I was white-knuckling it through the weekend just studying what she told me to study and trying to take the actions she told me to take. And I'm so glad to be here, and I'm grateful to all of you and to Bill Wilson and all the first of 100 who came before me. Thank you very much, and I pass. Thank you so much, Lydia E. Okay, Judith, it's your turn. Take us out. Thank you, Amy. Um I'm loving these paragraphs. Um, it occurred to me, just listening to all the shares this morning, if we had tried to put together these shares 
in this beautiful order and people saying things that that weave together what somebody previously said. We couldn't have done that. <laughs> Only our higher power could do that. It was so inspiring. Um, I the the section called the doctor's opinion has been kept in tank intact. Thank God. I do pray and wish that um, we would put the doctor's opinion on page one again. I understand that we did that because Dr. Silkworth was not an alcoholic, but uh, too many people skip the, the the funny pages, the not italics, the um, Roman numeral pages. So um, I just feel like I'm so grateful that I was introduced to the doctor's opinion many years ago. It still didn't have the total effect because I didn't read the rest of the book as intensely as, as I've learned to now. Um, and I also wanted to say that I have a new sponsee that started about three or four weeks ago and I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, you're going to get to hear it from the very beginning. And, and the funniest thing was all the stuff we did on step 12 completely helped her. I mean, she just got into it so profoundly, even though she was a newbie. So um, this book is magical. And um, thank God for Dr. Silkworth. Thank God for every letter and every comma on these pages. Thanks, guys. That'll pass. Thank you, Judith. Well, actually, we have about a minute and a half, a little shy of two minutes. Would someone else like to share? Everyone's been very gracious with their time today. So we have time for one more. Who would like to take us out? Deborah M. Deborah, please go ahead. I, when I first got, um, I'm Deborah M. Recovered in Baltimore, Maryland. And as I've been listening, I remember the first big book that I got years ago. And the first thing I did with my big book was I went through the pencil and everywhere that it said alcohol, I drew a line through alcohol and I put the word food. And I don't know why I did that. I have an idea. But that was my response to the book. And then the big book went on a shelf and it wasn't used after a while at all. And then I ended up giving it away. And now... And, and I think, now that I think about this this morning, I think that my response to the big book was to change it. Like, I know best, and I will change the things I cannot change, and I will change other people, and I will even change the big book. And so now I have a big book and a sponsor, and I carry that big book up to bed, and then I carry it back down in the morning, and then I put it in a bag and I take it to work, and then I bring it back home and I take it out, and I don't think the big book, I, I have to know where the big book is at all times because I never know what I'm going to be talking about or reading or saying or hearing. And it's such a difference. And that's because I think in the beginning I wasn't miserable enough. I knew I had an eating problem, but I wasn't miserable enough. And once I got to the point where I was desperate, desperate enough to get a sponsor, desperate enough to get to the meetings, and to take the big book, the way it's written, and ingest it and let it speak to me is such a difference. I am not going through and changing the words this time. And with that, I'll pass. 
Thank you so much, fellow Marylander. Deborah, appreciate it. And I'd like to thank everyone who has shared. Please join us for another awesome second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today, Monday, June 29th, is 14,887. That's 14887. We will now close with a reading from the book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Lisa B. please read a vision for you? Go ahead, Lisa. Yes. Thank you. Here we go. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.